G'day. Hello. And welcome to another episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, the show about Seinfeld's secondary characters. And boy, Stephen, we're uh, we're doing pretty well so far. We've got six episodes in the bag and this is our seventh. Yeah, it's going really well so far. So we're on a bit of a roll, finding our groove. Yes. And uh, yeah, feeling good, feeling yeah. good. We're really appreciating the support around the world. So thank you. Like in, Even in Australia, where we're broadcasting from as well. Thank you so much. We really appreciate your messages and your support. And uh, yeah, we're really glad that you're enjoying the show. So uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, we've been getting some really good feedback, uh, some really nice messages and surprising uh, numbers of downloads and, su- and subscribers, which is really encouraging and really awesome. So yeah. if you've done so, thank you sincerely. And uh, if you haven't done so, then tell Hurry someone. Up. Hurry yeah. up. Please. Get on, on with it. Come yeah. on. You're a Seinfeld fan. Don't just take advantage of us, you know. Subscribe and leave a review or yeah. something. That'd be awesome. No, we won't make you feel bad. <laughs> but thank you if you have. And yeah. uh, if you could tell others and, uh, yeah, get in touch with us or, or uh, just spread the word, that'd be lovely. Yes be great yeah so um, on to today's episode mm, yes yeah, Stephen. so you know we, we talked about a couple of episodes from season four and then we like we, well we started in season seven for episode one then we went to four and then we went to three and then back to four and then we did the susan episode last week which got a pretty good response um don't you mean two weeks ago Oh, two weeks ago. Yes, of course. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's Bizarro. Oh, that was last week. That was Bizarro last week. Bizarro Jerry. Yeah, we, and we, we, went, we went to uh, season eight, rather. Jeez, That's right. I was losing my words. We, we decided, you know what, Stephen? Let's, let's do something different. Let's try a challenge, or let's challenge ourselves. Let's go all the way to season one, or back to season one. Yeah, so this episode, we're uh, talking about the second episode ever aired. The yes. third episode filmed. Yes. Uh, and that episode is called The Stakeout. Yes, Season 1, Episode 2, Production Code 103. And that one originally aired in the US on May 31st, 1990. Wow. Yeah. So long ago. Nearly 30 years ago. Yeah, I would have been six. How what? old would have you been? Three? Two? Two, two, three? Two, two in about a month. Okay. Yeah, my birthday's in April. Coming right. up. Coming up. Hint, hint. Okay. You going to give me something? Sure. I'll... um. <laughs> Give you a podcast. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> Best birthday present ever. Yeah, I'll send you a link to our podcast. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> that's all right. That'd be good. Thanks so much. Yeah, I'm it's, a cheap. I'm a cheap ass. Hey, that's the best present. Sometimes the true. best things in life are free. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. As they say. <laughs> so this episode was written by Jerry Seinfeld, uh, Larry David, of course, and also a bloke named Tom Chirones. Chirones, he directed it as well. Oh, did he? Yes. Right, there yes. you go. And interestingly, it was nominated for a Writers Guild Award that That's year. That's right, in 1990. Yeah, yeah, it didn't win. I'm not sure who did win, but uh, the fact that it was nominated first season of a new sitcom especially a sitcom that was a bit different. Yes. That's uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, and it was really good too because in season one they really tried to find their feet as well. You know, obviously the, the season one episodes, a lot of people give them a bad rap. But I think in, in a way, you know, back then Jerry was trying to find his feet. Larry David was trying to... They were trying to develop the characters. So I, I have an appreciation for the season one episodes. You yeah. Know? I, They're not necessarily my go-to ones for Seinfeld, but I do appreciate at the time it was brand new, a totally different style of sitcom. Yeah, you, I mean, you wouldn't call them the classic episodes. No. You know, season two, three, four, five, and onwards, that's when it really hits its stride. But it, it's not terrible. It's like season one of The Simpsons. You watch it and compared to season two onwards, it's nowhere near as good, but it's not unwatchable. It's just sort of an experiment. Yeah. You know, they're trying to figure out what they want to do and how they want to do it. Yep. And you know they 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 nut it all out. That's that's like the the most you know most shows have a awkward first season, and then from season two it really 
gets going. Of so course. yeah, I think I think it's fine. Yeah. It's watchable. Um, it's just not classic era Seinfeld. Yeah, but it's fine. Nonetheless, there are a few secondary characters that we're going to delve into uh, for the stakeout. There are a few that we uh, we picked out for you, so we'll mention them a bit shortly. Yeah. Uh, but Stephen, every week, like we always do, uh, we talk about the plot. So we just give a bit of a, like a plot synopsis. How about, about we get into Seinfeld news before the plot? Yes. Here we go. Oh, I forgot about that. That's our new uh, weekly segment. Yeah. Isn't it? So this is the second only Seinfeld news. Last week we didn't do it because there was nothing to report. No, but so this week we got something. And here it is for you, Seinfeld News. Yeah. Now, Stephen, what do you have to report? Okay, so interestingly, about two days ago, it was reported that, uh, I think it was an interview in Variety magazine or the LA Times, some, some sort of interview with a writer on Seinfeld. I think it was two writers. Two writers. I think it was Andy okay. Ackerman. I think it was the ones from last week, the Bizarro Jerry. I think those two that wrote the episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. pay much attention to who the interview was with. I just mm. saw the interview itself yeah. and a couple of articles about it. Uh, they were talking about uh, lost, I guess, quote-unquote lost uh, Seinfeld storylines. Um, and there were five of them that they detailed that could have been episodes. Yeah. Um, some uh, sound like they could have been okay. Some sound like they could have been amazing. Yes. Um, so we thought we'd go through them and sort of discuss each one in a bit of detail. So Absolutely, f- yeah. So in order in the interview, the first one is that George's dad, Frank, uses medical marijuana to treat his cataracts. Yes, and that was very interesting. I know. I yeah. didn't even know that medical marijuana was a thing in the 90s. I, it is now. Like Most of the West Coast of America and some East Coast states have it legalized yeah. and medicalized. I didn't know it was a thing back then. It was probably like a ground roots, so to speak. Yeah. You know, thing. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Mm. God, I'm on fire. Yeah, branch off a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'll leave that one alone. Oh, jeez. Uh, How do I know you? Yeah. Do I know you? <laughs> no. Do I know you? <laughs> Super Nazi. No. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been, I think... For that one, if I if I were to critique it, I think it probably would have gotten old really quickly. You know, Definitely. I think maybe for like one episode, maybe two, it would have like maybe as like a B or C story for Frank, it would have worked. But I couldn't have seen him like you know regularly blazing up no. these cataracts. Come on, that's he's already insane enough. He doesn't need to be high. Yeah, uh, and most of his humor is in the fact that he's just outrageously angry all the time. So if he was mellow, it would kind of counteract you know why he's so great exactly so yeah i mean it, it's a i think it was a fun idea to throw around but to to flesh a whole story or even a season about that yeah would have been tough especially jerry stiller who oh, he was magnificent yeah as george's like obviously the second version of george's dad yeah jerry stiller he was great and i couldn't imagine him being mellow yeah no, he had to be the way he is yeah he yeah. had to be outrageous yeah has to be yeah, so the second one was uh, Kramer would start a business uh, refurbishing skeletons uh, to At, sell yes. to, uh, I believe, labs. Yes. Something? Yeah. Uh, isn't it for a morgue? I think he worked for Maybe. a morgue. Maybe. I'm not something. sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll something about refurbishing skeletons to yeah. sell to people who need skeletons for some reason. As you do. Yeah. Uh, that'd um, be creepy having like a skeleton in the corner of your room. Yeah. Especially if you know it's like an actual person. Yeah, I think That's so. That's a bit creepy. Yeah. Yeah, if they made a rubber or ceramic or something that's fine but a real skeleton that definitely sounds like season nine i reckon that would be like a season nine episode yeah it's very insane i think a lot of these episodes were thrown around in the last couple of seasons when it was a bit more zany uh, yeah a bit more zany yeah um one i thought that this was the coolest one it kind of reminded me of bizarro jerry in a way yeah uh, they would all go on holidays to mexico and uh kramer would be across like staying in a hotel 
and Jerry would be in a hotel room and Kramer would be staying across from him. Yes. And it would just be like the apartment dynamic where he would just barge in. Yep. And and do what he does. Yes, and uh, then except I think, in a hotel. Yeah, and I think they read there'd be like a coffee shop, like monks. Yeah. in Mexico that yeah. they go to. Yeah, it'd yeah, be, it like be the same, but in a different, different, different location. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do I, you, I don't. I'm not, I don't know. I, I think that would be a bit crazy. Good yeah. for Mexican tourism, but maybe <laughs> probably nothing else. Yeah, I mean, it could have worked. I thought it was a cool idea. It's probably the least any ideas out of all of these. Mm. The fourth one sounded pretty crap, and yeah. uh, it was the prompter girlfriend. So. What th- what I understood it was it was hard to understand how they were describing it, but what I gathered was that Jerry would have a girlfriend who, when talking to her, she wouldn't finish a sentence, and you would have to ask her the details. Ah. So she'd be like, "So yeah, I went to the shops on the weekend, and that's it, and that's it." And then you would have to say, "What okay, did you do? Okay. What did you buy?" Yeah, you would have yeah. to prompt her to finish the sentence, and that was the little idiosyncrasy that Jerry hated, and probably the reason he would break up with her hmm. and the annoying thing. Uh, I I just don't think that that would be funny. Yeah. I'm glad they abandoned that. I, yeah, I, I just don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I was being the prompter guy. Yeah, I know. I know. I get it. <laughs> yep. I get jokes. Oh, good. <laughs> so like, you just had like a blank look on your face. Like, what are you doing, man? Oh, you've already made enough terrible jokes. Oh so. God, <laughs> you've done. You. That's it. You, yeah, you're you've out. Had your fill. Yep. You're out. The, the rest of this episode's just me. Yeah. Um, a listenership. The f- <laughs> <laughs> Dropping fast. <laughs> and um, the fifth one, which is pretty dark. I mean, all of these are kind of dark, except the prompter girlfriend. All of these are a bit on the macabre side, I guess. Yeah. And isn't um, the fifth one to do with the soup Nazi? Yeah. So apparently uh, it would have been the same sort of episode, but a post credit scene or like the final scene, he would have actually been in Brazil uh, going through the jungle and he would have met up with real Nazis who escaped. <sighs> After World War Two, yeah, and he would have just hung out with them and and um, yeah, made soup, I guess. I think that would have made sense because, you know, Jerry's obviously Jewish. Is Larry David Jewish? Um, I think so. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but like, Jerry's Jewish. Yeah, I think you know if, I guess if he if they wrote it, obviously they do it as like a laugh. Yeah, know, in context, it would be comedic, but just the it fact wouldn't that be it anti-Semitic or anything. But I think you know. I think it would have gone dark by the fact that the soup nuts is actually. You know, he's not a Nazi. He's just called the soup Nazi because he's so authoritarian. And he's liter- he literally deals if, with Nazis. Yeah, but yeah. He, he is a Nazi. Yeah. Like, that's pretty. That's a pretty dark turn of events. It is. I don't think that that... I think they made the right decision by not by not going with that. No, I think they made the right decision, especially when we talked about it in the soup Nazi episode a few yeah. weeks ago. Um, you know, Newman mentions he went back to Argentina. Yeah, they kind of reference it subtly. Yeah, because the Nazis fled to Argentina after yeah. the war. So that, I reckon that was... Yeah, you're right. I think that was better. Yeah. Just the subtle reference at the yeah, end. Yeah, it would yeah. have just been a weird ending of just like, what, he's a real Nazi? What? Like, where did that come from? He's literally Hitler. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have just been shock value unnecessarily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, some other, so there were the five sort of, uh, I guess, abandoned storylines or storylines that never quite made it to episodes. Uh, the writers were saying as well that some of these episodes would have happened if uh, if a season 10 occurred. Yes, That they were right. sort of in, I guess, writing development, production development, but they just never quite got off the ground yeah. and they were never filmed and fleshed out. And so, Jerry wanted to finish at season nine. Yeah, so I he read... he thought that was it. Yeah, I read apparently he finished at season nine because he loves the number nine. I did not know that. He's Does got, he? He's got it like Superman. He's got a love and I guess like a fetish for number nine. Wow, okay. And uh, that's why he finished on season nine. Yeah. Which is really weird. I didn't know that. Well, he's, he's definitely floating on cloud nine now, isn't he? Indeed, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> That's kind of it for those five storylines. But another piece of news that I guess is... It's Seinfeld-related. Um, 
that uh, Jerry will have two new comedy specials on Netflix this year. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Comedian in Cars Getting Coffee. Yeah. Because that was originally on Crackle, which was like a free video service that I don't think really took off. And yeah, it's moving to Netflix. Yeah, that's right. So Netflix have bought the rights for all nine seasons. Yeah. And I think he's doing season 10 on there. Yeah. I've watched a couple of the episodes. They're not too bad. Yeah. I've watched the one with Barack Obama. It's pretty funny. Yeah. 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 Um, I like the one with Louis C.K. Okay. I haven't seen that one. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen one or two. I think he's got one with Larry David. Uh, a couple of others. Yeah, and it's it's okay. Like yeah, it's not. It's I think there's one with Alec Baldwin as well. That's pretty oh, yeah. funny because yeah. he's just hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah, and the, and you'll have two stand up specials as well. Nice. So probably get. I think he's all up. He's getting paid a hundred million bucks for all of that. <laughs> so not that he needs it, but oh, um, wow. yeah. So that's kind of it for Seinfeld news. Yeah. Um. So I guess onto the episode. So do you want to give us a bit of a synopsis? I sure will, Stephen. Funny you ask. I've got my notes <laughs> right here. Oh, yeah. Hey. So we're talking about the stakeout today, season one, episode two, originally airing on May thirty first, nineteen ninety, in the old United States. Production code is one zero three. Note that it was season one, episode two. Production code one zero three. We did mention earlier. It was the third episode to be recorded, but the second one to be broadcast. Yeah, they decided to... To flesh out Elaine's character. Yeah, Yeah. I think upon reviewing it after it was filmed, they figured that this episode made sense because it's the first episode with Elaine. Yes. And uh, it introduces her character and it actually talks a lot about Jerry and Elaine's former relationship, now friendship. That's right. So it kind of made sense. Yeah. And the other episode, Male Unbonding, that had Elaine, I think, in the last scene. I think she was only like one scene. Right. She said like a line or two and that was it. Mm. Yeah, she wasn't really in it. So yeah, the writers thought, let's just establish Elaine. And you got to remember as well, there was that waitress in episode one. You know, they tried to... She was meant to be, like, the female character. Yeah. It didn't work. And yeah. I, I'm glad they went with Elaine. Yeah, we were talking about that a bit earlier. And yeah. we, we both agreed that, you know, although a female character, to, to sort of balance out the males, just the fact that she's a waitress, I think it would have relegated her to a secondary character. Yeah. And she probably only would have appeared when they're at the coffee shop. Yeah. It just would have been kind of boring. V- very boring. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um. So yeah, I think they made the right move by going yeah. with Elaine. Yeah, and definitely. she won. She won like a, I think, a few Emmys and oh yeah, Globe, yeah. So she, yeah, <laughs> she did amazing. She crushed it. She's still crushing it now. Have I you know. seen her in Veep? Uh, I haven't seen that. Amazing. She, so that's good. where she plays the president. The vice she's president. The vice and then she becomes oh, the president. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. She's freaking good. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's amazing. a great actress. Yeah. She's she's she's, a, she's sort of an overachiever. Yeah. It's like stop being so stop good. Stop being so good. Be shit for once. Yeah. Exactly. Come on, Julia. Hey, Julia, if you're listening. Hey. Yeah. I don't think you shit. I think you're great. No, I love I love Julia. Yeah. So um, let's um, talk about the episode. What yeah. happens? All right. So the stakeout. Uh, after breaking up with Elaine, Jerry's invited to a birthday dinner on the condition that Elaine accompanies him to a wedding later on. Uh, at the dinner party, a lady uh, flirts with Jerry. Uh, her name's Vanessa, we find out later on in the episode. Uh, he feels a bit awkward as Elaine is sitting next to him and he claims that he never talks about other relationships with her. Yeah. I think because their breakup's so recent... I think that was a door closing. Yeah. Sorry about that. that yeah, that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. That's weird. Whatever. It happens. We're not in a professional recording studio, so that's <laughs> all good. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. So <laughs> I said... Yeah. Must be my neighbor. Probably. <laughs> I found it weird in this episode that... Sorry to di- divert a bit off your synopsis, but that Jerry has so many inner monologue parts. It's not really yeah. common. It, yeah. In some episodes it is, but... His, like, so many lines are just his mind. Yeah, exactly, especially know. at the dinner party. Yeah. Yeah. He's Where he's sort of thinking, like, I don't want to talk to Elaine and I yeah. want to flirt with this woman. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, just, I'm, I'm glad that they got rid of that as a, as a method. Yeah. Or as a technique. Yeah, I think um, that's good, too. Because it doesn't too. really work. Sometimes it's funny if it's just peppered in an episode, but 
as common as it is in this episode. Not, and, yeah. yeah, and especially I think with the inner monologues, I think it's been done a lot in sitcoms. Yeah. Especially like 80s and 90s. Yeah. You know, you get all those. Kind of felt a bit tired, maybe. Yeah, yeah. a bit tired, yeah. So it would have been... And I think, obviously, Seinfeld wanted to be different. Yeah, If they indeed. just followed the same formula. Yeah. It's like, come on. Would have been pretty boring. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, moving on with the plot. So the lady uh, later named Vanessa, she's played by Lynn Clark, uh, leaves the party with another man, and Jerry has no information about her except where she works. Sagman Bennett, Roberts, Oppenheim and Taft. Sagman Bennett, Roberts, Oppenheim and Taft. Sagman Bennett, Roberts, Oppenheim. <laughs> Tongue twister. Yeah, Sagman Bennett, Roberts, Oppenheim and Taft. I reckon Jerry would have rehearsed that quite a few times. Quite a few times. I- I'm yeah. struggling now. Yeah. Um, Jerry heads home feeling distraught after Elaine states her dissatisfaction with him trying to flirt with another woman. And Elaine tried to mention a dream that he was in, but Jerry was just nonchalant, like, oh, yeah, like pretending to listen, but yeah, he didn't care. just like, oh, yeah, oh, okay. I get like that when people talk about dreams with me. Yeah. It's so interesting to them, and that's great. <laughs> But when they try and portray how it interesting it is to me, yeah. I just don't care. Oh yeah. When they were yeah. like, you know, you were there and you were made out of glass, and then I turned around and turned back around, and then you were a duck. Yeah. And it's like I don't okay, care. Okay, like cool. I, it's, I don't know. It's it's so hard to get interested in other people's yeah. dreams. And I love I love when Jerry and Elaine are in the cab. Yeah. And then Elaine's like. Oh, you you know you weren't listening to me or something, and Jerry's like, yeah, yeah, you told me about that dream. You had wooden teeth, and I guess, no, no, you had wooden teeth. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's pretty hard on him. That was a good line. It I was like that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what happens then is Jerry's dad, Morty, played originally by Philip Bruns. Um, so he was obviously like George's dad. There was an original Morty. Jerry's dad. Yeah. Uh, played by he was credited as Phil Bruns. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, he was played by Barney Martin, mm-hmm. who's the uh, Morty we know yep. <laughs> and love. Yeah. Uh, he suggests that he stake her out, Vanessa, uh, by waiting in the lobby of her building and running into her as she heads for lunch. Mm. Uh, later on, possibly the next day or a couple of days later, uh, George and Jerry head to the building and wait near the elevator. Uh, George says that he'll mention that his job is an architect, should Vanessa ask. And he <laughs> says that they're waiting. Uh, he said that he'll... Well, he's going to say that he, they're waiting for someone called Art Cordelay. Uh, later, Art Vandelay. And this is the first episode we find out about Art Vandelay. This is where George creates his alias. Yeah. Art Vandelay. A lot of Georgisms happen in this episode. In that one scene, yeah. it's the birth of so many little... Ongoing Georgisms. His pathological lying. Yep. Art Vandelay. He his dream of being an architect. Yeah, it's yeah. all there. I like it when um when Vanessa asks him, "Don't uh, engineers do that?" And he goes, <laughs> "Architects can too." Because yeah, exactly. he says uh, she he asks builds him what railroads. He, <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> she asks him what he designs. Railroads. He's like, "Oh, railroads." <laughs> yeah. And then she goes, "Don't engineers do that?" Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh that's, god, that's it's so good. That's a good. Actually, there's, there's a few good lines in in this episode. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, as we said at the start, it's not terrible. It's just not. You know, it's just not every line is a classic. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just they're trying to find their feet, and you can sense that. Yeah, the scripts are a bit awkward. The acting's a tiny bit stilted. You know, they're trying to get chemistry as well. Yeah, um, but you can see, you know, having watched Seinfeld so much um, and being so familiar with two, three, four, five, like the golden age, I guess, you can see them. You can see where they're headed. Yeah, you can see it developing and brewing into the great show that it becomes. Yeah, so you have to appreciate it in context. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So. Uh, Vanessa runs into the duo, uh, Jerry and George, and says that the man she was with at the party was her cousin. Yeah. And she implies that she's happy to date Jerry, much to his satisfaction. Uh, back in Jerry's apartment on the way to the wedding, uh, Elaine and Jerry agree that they should be able to talk to each other about other relationships, which establishes their friendship for the whole series. Yeah. And Elaine mentions she's dating an unnamed stockbroker. Yeah, he's pretty good looking. Apparently. Yeah. And, oh, um, all right, sir. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Jerry says. Yeah, that ending is pretty 
unlike other Seinfeld episodes too, they kind of end on this mutually nice thing where they both agree to, you know, take the high road. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. You know, it doesn't end on this immature, weird situation. They kind of just they have a mature conversation and they both decide to do like that's how I would talk to my friends in real life. If yeah. we were trying if we had a bit of a complication, you know, you just have a chat about it yeah. and, and come to an agreement and move on. Yeah. I think I don't think they do that many more times. No. You know, where they where they sort of talk and act like real people. It comes quite it's quite deep, isn't it? Like yeah. the relationships. Yeah. I mean it's not it's not a huge deep bonding thing, but they just agree to do something mature and real. Yeah. And that's not like them no. in future episodes. So I think they abandoned that idea pretty quickly because it did. almost borders on like like sappy, homogenous. Sappy it just becomes sort of sappy, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, no, no, we want our characters to be jerks. Yeah. yeah. Jerk, jerks don't like you know, act like emotionally mature people. Yeah. You know. And we don't then they don't learn anything. No, no, so, no. Yeah. You know, they just get more more sort of vindictive and more petty. Yeah. They don't go, Well, you know, we'll we'll take the high road and, and agree to disagree or just agree. Which is why we love Seinfeld. Yeah, exactly. It's different. Yeah. Uh, other side characters in this episode include Jerry's mum, played by Liz Sheridan, who plays the character for the rest of the series. Yeah. Uh, Elaine's friend Pamela, who's having the party, played by Maud Winchester. Jerry's cousin Artie Levine or Levine, <laughs> however you want to pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Jerry Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. Yeah. It's played by William he's played by William Fair. And uh, we'll talk about this character a bit later. Uncle Mac is yeah. played by the late Joe George. Yeah, and a couple of other mentions. Uh, have you mentioned Pamela? Yeah, I did. Yeah, oh, you played did. by uh, right, Maud right, right. Winchester. Of course. Yep. And uh, they mentioned the actress Lonnie Anderson, even though she's not a Lonnie Anderson, character. yeah. And, and Sophia Loren, too. That's right. It's a reference. And uh, there's Auntie Carol as well. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's it, I think. That's really all the secondary characters there are. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, there's the extras at the party oh, and at the well, video shop, but they're but not really characters. They don't really count, no. 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 So um, we'll take a break. Yes. And then after that, we'll get into the secondary characters. We will. And you're listening to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. If I see her, what do I say that I'm doing here in the building? You came to see me. I work in the building. What do you do? I'm an architect. <laughs> you're an architect? And welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. And uh, you're listening to Stephen and my dear friend Ivan. Yes, hello, hello. And uh, we're talking about the secondary characters in today's episode, which is The Stakeout, which is the second episode ever aired. Yes, season one, episode two. Exactly. Um, So far, we've given you a bit of a synopsis and a bit of Seinfeld news, and now we're going to go through the actual characters themselves. So from the top, we've got Vanessa, who I guess is the main secondary character in this episode. That's correct. Yeah, um, Jerry's episode girlfriend. Yeah, she sort of becomes his girlfriend in the episode. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so she was played by an actress named Lynn Clark. Yes. And she was mostly famous in the 80s and the 90s for soap opera acting. That's right. Uh, Santa Barbara yep. was one show she played a main, a major role in that. And Days of Our Lives. And she was in two episodes of Den- um, Melrose Place. Oh, was she? She played uh, Denise's attorney. Right. There you yeah, go. She was Did in a two-parter. It's right. a two-parter for Melrose Place, yeah. Okay. What was the other one she was in? Days, oh, Days of Our Lives. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah, she must have loved the uh, sitcoms. Uh, yes, not yeah. sitcoms. <laughs> the sitcoms. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Days of Our Lives is a sitcom. <laughs> oh, what Jesus. am I talking about? What are they called? What's the deal with looking into the camera oh, facing away from the yeah. person? <laughs> What's the deal with long emotional shots? Oh, What's the deal with dragging out a story arc for like two seasons? <laughs> What's the deal with someone aging 10 years from one episode to oh, the other? Oh. God. How, how many episodes is in Days of Our Lives? Like a thousand? I'm not sure. It's been going on. I don't even know if it's still on. I know Bald and the Beautiful is the longest running si- uh, sitcom. What are they called? Uh, soap opera. Soap opera. Jeez. Uh, ever. Yeah. I think it started in 1987 and it was a spin-off. From Days of Our Lives. Wow, we. I only know that because my mum loves 
or loved, probably still loves secretly. And my grandfather as well, who's 95, oh, loves that show. My my grandparents, my granddad loved it too. Yeah. 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 I remember when I was about 15, <clears throat> my granddad, I was asking him, why do you like Bold and Beautiful? Like, it's just shit. It's crap. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, oh, you know, the storylines aren't that great, but that Brooke, she's really attractive, isn't she? I'm like, you dirty there, old bastard. There's, <laughs> there's something with old people and soap operas. Yeah. Like, even my, um, I've got other relatives who are, like, Italian. Okay. Like, older relatives. Yeah. They watch The Bold and the Beautiful. Do you think and it's they don't speak English. It's like, what do you see in this show? Do you think because it's just easy escapism? <laughs> Probably, yeah. You know, and most, I think it's fair to say that most people who are maybe 70 or 80 or above live pretty simple drama-free lives. Yeah. And because their shows are based on drama. <laughs> they want a bit of drama. Yeah, it's lives. just, it's just you know, them fantasizing, I wish my life was that interesting. I'd say so, yeah. You know, I yeah. wish I was in a bunch of rich people being naughty <laughs> and, you know, fucking each other and, you know, fucking oh, each other over for money I'm and sure stuff. they don't think like that. No. You know. Well, well yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know I'm going to project. That's project. What, that's how old people think. Please. Yeah, so um, she her character is a lawyer at uh, Sagman, Bennett, Robbins, Oppenheimer, and Taft. Do you have some more info on the actress? No, no. I was going to say, did she, was she a lawyer? Was she like a, a partner in that firm? Or like, because my idea was, I thought she worked in the law firm, but I don't know if it. she mentioned she was a lawyer. Was she I a would lawyer? assume she is. Oh, I thought she was like a paralegal or clerk. Or Doesn't she say that she's a lawyer when she's talking to Jerry? Does or does she, she just say that she's working at the law firm? I thought she said she works at the law firm, but I she could be the lawyer. She, I would assume lawyer. she's a lawyer. Maybe she's yeah, maybe she's one of those Oppenheim, Taff. Because she said she said she went to law school with Pamela. Oh, so she so must I, be a lawyer. I agree that yeah. I, I assume that they would have graduated around the same time. Do you reckon she'd be a Sagman, a Bennett, a Roberts, an Oppenheimer, a Taff? Um, I'd say Vanessa Bennett. Well, Taft, Taft was a president and apparently wasn't that good. Sagman has sag in it, so sag's not good, especially for young ladies. Yeah. Um, Robbins, yeah, Tim Robbins, he's a douche. No, Roberts, Roberts. Oh, is it Roberts? Roberts. Sorry. Vanessa Roberts? That could work. Yeah. Um, not, probably not Oppenheim. Did you know, like, a bit of trivia about these five names? Mm. These are surnames of guys that Larry David made friends with in college. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they were five of his mates. Oh, yeah. did not know that. So he put them in as, uh, as the lawyers. Actually, the I read I yeah. read that this episode was inspired by a real-life event. Oh, for uh, Larry David, yeah. yeah. He, he met a girl and didn't know anything except where she worked. Okay. And, and did he, he go staked and... her out. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I read that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. I don't think people appreciate that. No, no. Well, these days with social media and yeah, I guess, internet, it's fine. Yeah. You can just I can just Google your name. Yeah, and, that's or true. LinkedIn or whatever, and be like, oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. can be a creep without the other person knowing. Exactly. <laughs> LinkedIn stalking. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yes. Yeah, so, so I reckon I reckon hmm. Vanessa's pretty. She seems pretty easygoing. And cool. I, yeah. Like just relaxed and just just happy with, yeah. with stuff I think she has a really wicked sense of humour because so especially yeah because when Jerry like she says about the pianist playing at the party oh how mm. much is going to cost for him to stop playing I'm in for five dollars and then she goes make it ten yeah oh, I'll give you five and we'll make it ten yeah you know, that's pretty considering like he just she just met him mm. it's, most people wouldn't start off with a joke like that unless yeah, they're really confident banter. yeah there is it's straight off yeah. yeah I reckon she I reckon she's really smart and really good at her job but she's also really easygoing, relaxed, fun. I reckon she'd be a good person to go out and get drunk with. Yeah. I reckon she'd be a ton of fun. Yeah, I think she would too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah, and I, I think I think it seems like she's reached a point where, um, even though she kind of makes a joke about it, I think she's reached a point where she's over-dating immature men. Like when Jerry uh, is, is hitting her up for a date. Oh, how, how do you mean? It's like... So and you know Jerry says so you know are you, do, into, you do you date immature men yeah, and yeah, she yeah. goes oh almost exclusively I think she's 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 
sick of that. I reckon she would have gotten to a point where she's sick of that and she wants to meet, you know, like a man who's got his shit together, not a bunch of like man babies. Oh, you know, I thought it was a tongue in cheek comment. No, that's what I thought. Yeah, I thought it maybe she was just I, taking the piss. Maybe you know. I don't know. I I just think that you most, think that you think that actually meant something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, you know, she knew that Jerry was joking, but I think there's some element of seriousness to it where she. Uh, you know, she doesn't want to just continue dating men who haven't got their shit together because she obviously does have her shit together and she wants to meet someone on her level. I don't know. Um, that's just what I got. There you go. No, I never thought of it that way. I, I, th- I thought, you know, like Susan last, well, two weeks ago, she's mm. very career-minded. Yeah. And then suddenly she wants to, you know, she's hitting like late 20s, maybe early 30s. Yeah. She's thinking, my time's going to be up in like five years. Mm. Yeah. And then she wants to find a guy. Maybe, yeah, maybe Jerry was like the last straw. Maybe. Because she's in the stock tip as well, another episode. Yeah, episode five of season one. Yeah, that's right. And then they break up. Yeah, she makes some brief appearances in that. And you can tell that they don't like each other really by the end of that episode. She would have to be one of Jerry's longest serving girlfriends. Or not serving, but the longest time she's had. (laughs) No, that's not what I mean. You know what I mean. No, Uh, sorry, no. What I mean was... Are you pissed off because there's no episodes of her in the kitchen, Ivan? (laughs) Come on, man. That's not what I meant. I know. I'm just joking. Oh, God. You think I'm a misogynist? Totally. Jesus. Cis. <laughs> cis white male. Yeah. <laughs> misogynist. Fucking privileged bastard. Fuck. Actually, I'm not white. I know. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I reckon, uh, speaking of privilege, I reckon Vanessa is not from a privileged background. I reckon she's from a working class background. Scholarship? Uh, yeah. Or... I reckon maybe she worked to put herself through law school. Yes. Um, you know, she's just a bit more like she's as she's as gifted as kids from privileged backgrounds, but you know, she wasn't just she just didn't have an easy ticket into uh, an elite school or, you know, a, a higher education. And what makes you say that? Is it because of her like down-to-earth personality? Yeah, I think so. What? She doesn't come across as like, you know, she's intelligent and confident, but she's not full of herself. She doesn't have an ego. She's just really cool and and okay with herself. And, you know, people in my life who I've met like that generally don't, you know, who don't have much of an ego come from, you know, not from like a a background where they don't have anything, but they don't have everything given to them. They've had to work, you know, and therefore they they appreciate things and they're usually pretty cool. And I don't know. That's just the vibe I got. No, that's fair enough. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I think she in actually it's in the stock tip. When they're organising a weekend away, she mentions she mentions she mentions mentions yes that she wants to go fishing. So I think she's into outdoorsy stuff. Ah, yeah, maybe her parents took yeah. her camping and stuff. Yeah, I reckon she's from like maybe a more regional part of America, and then she you know went to law school in in New York. Yeah, um, and then got a job at a law firm in the city. But you know, she goes home every Christmas to some small town. Yeah, you know, probably ice fishing or something like especially that far. Oh, north maybe like Alaska or yeah. Oh, well, they go to Vermont, which is like north. Yeah, that's true. It's probably near the border there. Yeah, and she so. like if you watch again, like we're focusing on this episode, but it's worth mentioning the other episode because you see more of her character. Um, you know, she seems pretty comfortable with the idea of going for a weekend away to Vermont. Yeah. Um, you know, which is sort of a bit more rugged than New York City. So yeah, yeah. yeah. She's definitely a country, well, not a country, like a regional yeah. girl. Yeah. yeah, definitely. But in that episode as well, when they're trying to book a room at the, I guess it's like a lodge or yeah, a bed yeah, and yeah. breakfast, yeah. they can't book, I can't remember why. Uh, and she kind of gives Jerry a bit of a jab, like a, a bit of a bit of a hard time, because of the booking. <laughs> yeah. Um, because Jerry loses four grand on the bad stock advice. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then he blames her for them staying at a, 
you know, what she perceives to be a shitty place. <laughs> so I think she likes the outdoors and doesn't mind getting her hands dirty. Yeah. But she also appreciates comfort. Yeah. And like, you know, being a lawyer, she probably earns a good coin. Yeah. Um, so she can afford the comforts of the luxuries. Of yeah, life. I think she likes both. It's yeah. like she likes, you know, she likes comfort and, and, and wealth and opulence. But also, you know, she doesn't mind going fishing or whatever. Yeah, so I think she's a pretty re- well-rounded person. And she seems pretty cool and relaxed and just, just fun. And she's just yearning for more stability in terms like in terms of romance yeah yeah she wants a more mature stable guy yeah i think she just wants to meet a you know a bloke on her level that's fair yeah yeah Yeah. and jerry's not no no he's a successful comedian but he's an immature idiot yeah compared to her (laughs) well i think i think at the in season one he was starting to come up as a comedian i think he wasn't quite okay a big comedian i think he was kind of yeah that's true actually yeah yeah Yeah. i think it's like season but he's still a full-time comedian oh he is which you know for any creative industries to do it full-time at that young age is pretty pretty good and especially like affording being able to afford an apartment in new york yeah but i mean that could have been like a rent controlled apartment oh well yeah but i mean still still, like living on his own not bad yeah yeah he's doing well yeah well now jerry's doing really well (laughs) these days yeah wowie yeah yeah no i I had no other notes about vanessa i think you know she made a good appearance early on yeah you know maybe she could have come back later on but i don't know one thing i thought was interesting as well maybe it's because it wasn't like a normal plot device or a normal thing that they do in the show. But she had no annoying idiosyncrasy that pissed off Jerry. No. She didn't have a habit or man hands or... No, but I think that was... Uh, we mentioned a couple of times earlier that it was... Seinfeld was trying to find its feet. Yeah. And I reckon they were they were playing it safe. Yep. That's why Vanessa didn't really have any mm. things. And then they thought, you know, once they understood the characters got developed more, they thought, let's work these secondary characters around them and let's give them these kind of traits, you know, that most some people might not care others might like jerry get really fussy yeah you know yeah that's true let's work him in yeah no that's a good point actually what do you think her trait would have been um, like say she was like season five or six girlfriend of jerry's uh what do you think based on her personality what do you think she would have i reckon you know, she would have corrected jerry a lot yeah because she's really smart yeah and i reckon she's got a really good general knowledge of just stuff okay yeah um you know just all sorts of things and I reckon she would have been a corrector, like if Jerry stated a wrong fact or used incorrect pronunciation, just small little foibles or errors that we all make. I reckon she would have picked him up on it and yeah. corrected him, and that just would have given him the shits. Yeah, yeah. I reckon for my hypothesis is, mm. yeah, because Vanessa's very well dressed, yeah. especially at the office and stuff. I reckon she would have tried to make Jerry wear like nicer gear, okay, like suits or right. you know semi-formal kind of gear. Because you know, Jerry loves his sneakers, his jeans, his yeah, shirts. It's pretty cash. I reckon, like, say they were going out for dinner, maybe mm. they say wear this suit, and Jerry's like, I don't want to wear a suit. Okay, you know, I reckon she would have been one of those. You but know. I don't want to be a pirate. But I don't want to be. Yeah, she <laughs> made him wear a puffy shirt. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon she's too classy to, to, yeah. to make her man wear a puffy shirt. No, puffy shirt. But I think she would have taken control of Jerry's life in okay. those kind of aspects. Mm. You know, like, especially like correcting, even correcting him as well. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I yeah. reckon that would have, yeah, she would have definitely done that. Yeah. And Try to all, control him. And yeah. you know what Jerry's like. No, he doesn't yeah. want to be he controlled. He doesn't want to of it. No, nah, not at all. all. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of it for for, for Vanessa. Yes, um, now Elaine's friend Pamela. 
Yeah, so she's not in it for long. She's only in it for one scene. Yeah. She's only mentioned at the start. Yeah. And that's to kind of just set up the storyline. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's they're throwing the party in her honour. Basically. So, you know. Yeah, it's her birthday. Yeah. And, and Jerry uh, forgets her name at the yeah, start. Yeah, and he's reluctant to even go. And he, he makes a deal to go where uh, he has to go to, uh, the, like, a family wedding. No, no, Elaine has to come to, yeah, yeah. to the wedding. Sorry, did I say he? I yeah, meant yeah, she. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, Elaine has and to come to their, Jerry's their wedding, family wedding. Yeah. And when he's trying to sell the wedding, I like how he goes... You know, there'll be people there that we can mock. Yeah. She's like, that kind of gets her over the yeah, line. Yeah, she's like, like mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think and that establishes that's like the early, Elaine. Yeah, that's like the early stages. It establishes Elaine. It's like the early stages of her Yeah, like if, if she has an opportunity to criticize or mock, um, I think that's relevant to all of them. But that's a pretty, you know, they they went full full force with that. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, so she's played by the actress Maud Winchester. Um, yes. She was in yep. some really awesome 90s movies. Bram Stoker's Dracula, which oh, was a favourite of mine. Nice. Great, great flim. Good movie. Great flim. Great flim. flim. <laughs> great. That's a Simpsons reference. Yes, it is. Um, she was also in A Few Good Men, which is an awesome movie that as well. That is a great movie too. Yeah, that's all I've got. I'm sure she has a, a much bigger filmography, but do you have anything extra? No, no, nothing else for, okay. for Maud. Yeah, no. so her character, I mean, she's she's not in it for long, so she doesn't make a big impact. She's got blonde hair and glasses. Uh, as I said, she's Elaine's mate. Uh, she's wearing really long sleeves. I noticed that they're way too big. Yeah. Like, you know, like even Jerry's shirts in the 90s, they're all oversized. They're all like extra, extra large, and he's a pretty thin man. Wasn't that the fashion, though? In like I th- the I early so. 90s, late 80s, that was like the yeah. bigger shirts, yeah, the bad, oversized stuff? Bad fitting. I guess so. Wasn't that But the these just fashion? seemed like annoyingly long, yeah. her sleeves. They just seemed... <laughs> Like <laughs> so superficial. It's well, it was probably fashion back then. It's probably like the style. But you know, if you see someone who's wearing a shirt that's four sizes too big, you're not going to say anything, but you would notice it. You're like, why? Like, I don't know. Maybe she was hiding a baby bump. That's true. Mm. Maybe she lost a lot of weight. Or maybe yeah. she didn't go out and get a new wardrobe. Yeah, she thought, fuck it, I'll just wear these. They're, they're she, still fine. She's like, Vanessa's a lawyer and she's got good coin, but mm. I'm like a, an admin officer or yeah, <laughs> something. That's true. I don't have much. Yeah, maybe she's a paralegal. Maybe think, she. Yeah. Maybe she. Um, she's her salary is a lot less than Vanessa. I reckon with Pamela. Mm. You know how you mentioned they both went to law school together. Mm. What if Pamela isn't a lawyer? What if she's like a failed lawyer? She could be, or like a dropout. Yeah. And she's doing something else. Yeah, she could be. Yeah. I mean, that might not be a failure. She might no, not have a failure. Lot, but yeah. just, yeah. But like moved, either moved into something else or became like a paralegal in a law firm. Or, yeah. You know, just because you say, to say oh, he, they went to law school with me doesn't mean they're a lawyer. Yeah. I know? guess that's just the assumption you make, mm, especially, just, you know, a show. But yeah, just something. I know it's very, very trivial, but yeah, it's something that I, I know. I didn't of. think of that. Yeah. One thing I picked up from her is that I think she's quite shy. Yeah. initially but it takes a few drinks to, and then after that she likes to have some fun yes she just needs a bit of liquid courage um, <laughs> we all do yeah indeed well, some people can just you know they can be sober and they're super extroverted but some people need you know a bit of a bit of um, Dutch courage to, to get them going I know a couple of listeners listening now who are like that so yeah. you know who you are hey yeah guys. indeed <laughs> come say hello after yeah. a few beers why not <laughs> and uh, I for some reason in my head I was thinking about if she was a lawyer, what sort of law would she specialize in? And I figured contract law. I don't know why. Contract that, law. That just appeared in my head. It just popped into okay. my head. Yeah. I think it's because I'm watching Better Call Saul at the moment and there's uh, a reference to contract law. Nice. Uh, yeah, like Saul tries to manipulate his way out of a job by not getting fired 
for a legitimate reason so that he can get his bonus. Right. But he wants to get... He, basically, he wants to get fired for being a jackass. Yeah, sure. And he, he reads up on contract law to figure out how to do that. So I think that's that's why it popped that, into that my head. That might be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no reason, like, she doesn't mention contracts. It's just it just whatever popped into my head. <laughs> so they're kind of the two main secondary characters... Well, at least the main female secondary characters in the episode. Yeah, yeah. So we'll take a bit of a break. Yes. And then we'll get into the secondary, secondary characters. The secondary, yeah. The f- one of them is the first rendition of Morty Seinfeld. I know. Super interesting. We'll talk a bit more about that. We will. This is But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. I hope you're enjoying it. Stay with us. Oh, I'm afraid I'm going to have to challenge no, that. No, you don't have to challenge that. That's a word. That's a definite word. I have challenged Quote. Quote something. Welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, a Seinfeld podcast based in Australia, and it's about the secondary characters of Seinfeld. And uh, each week, well, every, you know, for episodes one to four, we talk about an, a particular episode and talk about the secondary characters, and every fifth we talk about one particular character and we analyse them. Yeah, so that was episode five and we did Susan Ross. Two weeks ago, yep. Yeah, and if uh, you haven't had a listen yet, go go ahead and do that. So we, we think it turned out pretty good. Yeah. And uh, we've actually got a pretty fun one uh, for episode 10, which we'll talk to you maybe in a couple of episodes. A couple we of weeks' spoil time. It for now, but yep. it's, it's going to be pretty fun. It's going to be a good one, and yeah. uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Indeed. Yep. Yeah, so this episode we're talking about uh, the stakeout, which is season two. uh, Sorry, season one, episode two. Yes, that's correct. Um, And we've talked about Vanessa, who's Jerry's episode girlfriend, uh, Pamela, who's Elaine's friend. Yep. And uh, I guess we'll get on to Jerry's parents. That's right. Uh, Well, we'll talk about Jerry's dad, Morty. Yeah, more specifically. Yeah, Um, because with this one, the original version of Morty, he was played by Philip Bruns. Or Bruns, uh, he's credited as Phil Bruns for the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, the actor himself, he passed away in 2012, uh, and his main roles included um, roles in Flashdance and a prominent role in the 70s show Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Have you heard of that before? Never have. Never heard of no, it before. No. Yeah. Maybe it was just famous in America, but not famous here or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It's probably yeah. those kind of things. Don't know. Um. So this Morty, so Phil's version of Morty. The reason why I wanted to bring this one up because obviously Morty. Seinfeld is a big secondary character, you know, across virtually all the seasons. Yeah. And he plays a big part in a lot of the plots. Um, with this one, this Morty, his personality, his traits, everything, way different to the one we know. So the the actual, like, Morty that we know and love, he's played by Barney Martin. Um, this one by Phil, this one's way different. He's not insane. I find with the original Morty, he seems to be really full of great advice. Um, he even came up with the idea of Jerry staking out Vanessa's building. Yeah. He came up with it. It's like, that's pretty cool advice. Yeah, you know? I, I found him to be really smart and just really logical and yeah. practical. Very practical, yeah. I, I reckon he would have been a good dad. He would have raised Jerry, you know, pretty well. Yeah, or, and and him and um, him and Jerry's mum also have just a really good relationship. There's still like a bit of banter. Yeah. You know when they're in bed? Um, you know, reading or whatever they're doing. Yeah. And Jerry comes in and he sort of has a bit of a whinge about the fact, uh, you know, he met this woman and he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And they sort of give him advice and they sort of tease him a bit. And just their relationship, they just seem very loving. Yeah. Um, Whereas, like, you know, second Morty or real Morty. Yeah, real Morty, yeah. He's um, just insane. And then Helen. And Helen. Jerry's mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Helen, I forgot her name. Helen, yeah. They, like, they never, they're not like, you know, completely dysfunctional like Georgia's parents. No. But they're just a bit, less loving yes. than just a bit more sort of, I don't know, dry or yeah. they're just, it's like they're good friends rather than like husband and wife, I yeah. guess. And you, and you can see like 
how like especially for the later incarnation of the parents you know you can see how jerry why jerry is the way he is yeah yeah george on an even worse level with his parents yeah like worse they're definitely both products of their their of their parents they sure their families yeah yeah Yeah, they are absolutely but no but this original morty you know i think it was you know obviously seinfeld trying to find its feet you know yada 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 we talked about before yeah um yeah, no, I think he's quite a pleasant man. Uh, at times he is, I feel, the voice of reason. I think a good example in this episode is when Helen and Jerry, they play Scrabble. And Helen thinks the word quo is a word. But Jerry contests it. Yeah. You know, Kramer comes in, you know, he mentions another word. Is quone. A quone. Yeah, that's to it. Quone someone. To quone someone. Like when you're goes, in the hospital, yeah. you, and, you know, they're not oh, we can't use this dictionary. We need a medical dictionary. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, Kramer. <laughs> to quone yeah. someone. When you're in the hospital and someone's not feeling well, you quone them. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? It sounds like Elmer Fudd saying clone. Yeah. <laughs> you, I got to quone those wabbits. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. It's good. But the point I'm trying to make is, like, with Morty, you know, he's a voice of reason. Like, he's reading a book or a magazine or whatever, and he just chimes in and he says, "Quo isn't a word." Yeah. He just, you know, you know, you've got like the two arguing, the mum and Jerry, and then Morty just comes in, voice of reason. And he's like, "No, it's, it's not a word." Yeah. He's just, yeah, he just sort of boils it down to the facts. Yeah. 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 He, which I, I found. Yeah, I found it very different because, you know, I haven't seen many of the season one episodes for a while. Yeah. And seeing, like, the original Morty, it's like, oh, he's different. Yeah, he's kind of sane. Yeah. You know, rather than insane. Insane, yeah. yeah. Like the actual Morty. He gets impeached (laughs) as president (laughs) for the nursing home. That's so good. My favourite ever Morty line, like real Morty, is um, when uh, Jerry's in trouble. What happens? And um, Morty goes, I'll make some calls. Oh, yeah, I'll he's make like, some calls. Who are you going to call? And he's like, Don't you worry about it. Like, he's like some connected mafia guy yeah. or whatever. Like, you know, I'll call some peeps. They'll come around and give this guy like concrete boots and throw him in yeah. the New York River or something. I worked for 30 years in the raincoat business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. What's the name of his raincoat's called? Oh, I forgot. Ah, oh, so good. Actually, sorry, on a completely unrelated note, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's in episode two. I mentioned when we're talking about Rochelle Rochelle. Oh, no, no, that, no, that was Smelly Car episode four. That's right. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of a name of... There's Rochelle Rochelle and there's another movie that they always go and see. They mention in season three and yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. And it occurred to me before. It's called Prognosis Negative. Prognosis Negative. Yeah, yeah I couldn't it. think of it in that episode. So I just wanted to make that that uh, that update. And they always try and see it. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, and they yeah. can never line up. And it sets up a few storylines. Really good, actually. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And I oh, think it's like a, like a thriller, like a spy thriller. Or like, yeah. you know, Jason Bourne type CIA cover up whatever um oh that's cool yeah Yeah, yeah, so it it, it occurred to me today actually i was like oh i've got to mention that yeah actually i was thinking of that name too but then you brought it up and i was like oh shit yeah yeah that's what it is yeah it's a negative yeah that's it that's it um one thing i thought before he retired um assuming he's not working anymore which i think is i think yes yeah he's either retired or getting very close to retirement i think he was a lawyer a lawyer yeah because what made me think that jerry says straight away he goes Dad, how many people usually work in these big law firms? Oh, and then Morty says, do you need a lawyer? No, 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 no. Because the fact that Jerry asks him yeah, yeah. how many people work in law firms, how oh, would he know that unless How would he know unless if his dad was a lawyer? Yeah. yeah. But I think Morty, one of his lines, he says, do you need a lawyer? Before Jerry oh, specifies, okay. yeah. Right. That's why, yeah, maybe he was off, like he maybe thought Jerry was in trouble. Yeah. And obviously because in this episode, they're caring parents. He probably mm. thought, if you're in trouble, I can help 
Yeah. Or I might know someone in the firm who I used to work with. Yeah, that's yeah, what made me think. I think wow, it, that's I th- really amazing. I, I think he's aware. That. And yeah, that okay. would explain yeah. the fact that he's so rational and calm and smart oh, yeah. and logical because lawyers work on fact. They, they do. have to, yeah, yeah. you know, that, that's, they don't, yeah, they want to make you see a certain point of view of facts, but ah. you know they work on factual information. So I think I think he was a lawyer. That, okay. You know, rather than a raincoat salesman. <laughs> a raincoat salesman. I, just, I find it great selling oh, yeah. raincoats. Yeah, well, <laughs> way better. Like a lawyer, how boring! You can't, yeah. you can't, you can't, you know, devise comedy from being a lawyer. It makes no sense. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's yeah. We won't really go too much more into his parents because they'll sort of get their own episode. They will. Point. They will. Yeah, yeah. Sooner. Sooner rather than later. Actually. So yes, yes. yeah, that'll be a fun one. So yes. Um, there's a couple of more secondary characters. It's basically just Jerry's family. Yeah, Jerry's family, which they, we won't we won't go into too much detail because no, they're not they'll, really prominent. They'll just make like one or two line yeah, appearances. That's it. Yeah. So um, we won't we won't spend too much time on them. No, they're basically all in the last scene of the episode. Yeah, that's it. Where before they're getting, they head to the wedding. Yeah, where they're sort of getting ready and gathering before they head out. Yep. Um, top, I guess, is Uncle Mac. Yes, Uncle Mac. He, he was played by Joe George. Sorry, mm. Joe George. Uh, he passed away in 1992. Um. He didn't have a prominent career, but his main roles were uh, he in uh, the episode or the show Three's Company. Mm. Over three episodes, he played three separate characters. Oh, he wow. played a waiter, a bartender, and I forgot what the other one was. All oh, right, um, but yeah, in Three's Company. So there you go. I think um, his last role before he passed away, which you'll talk about in a bit, was in Living Color. It was ah, a great show. Yeah, yeah, I read that on his credits. Yeah, yeah, in Living Color, uh, he was also he played Judge Hogan Mueller for two episodes in LA Law. Okay. Yeah. I love LA Law. Yeah, it's good. I love the theme. Great show. I love the saxophone. Yeah, so cheesy, so 90s. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I reckon Um, (laughs) Uncle Mac is a bit deluded about his life. He is. I reckon he's a bit too self-important. By the fact that he's writing a memoir. Yeah, he's writing a book or a memoir, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's writing a memoir, I mean. And, you know, I was telling you before Uncle Mac, you know, I think because... Joe Georgie passed away about six months or a year after the episode aired. Mm. I think out of respect, the writers didn't... Like, they wrote out his character. Because I think Uncle Mac, he was meant to make more appearances. But now Jerry's more prominent uncle is Uncle Leo. And I think Uncle Leo stemmed from Uncle Mac. You know, I think they thought, oh, let's not cast Uncle Mac, you know, out of respect. Let's just do a new character. And down the track, they got Uncle Leo. So I think had... Have Joe... If Joe was still alive... And was still keen on doing Seinfeld. I reckon Uncle Mac would have been, yeah, would have been in place instead of Uncle Leo. Maybe they had both. Yeah, you know, one stage. Yeah, I didn't think of that. No, that's... I think yeah, and I think he's a, yeah, I think that that's what would have happened. So yeah, Uncle Leo obviously is more prominent, and we like Uncle Leo. He doesn't turn up as often as the other secondaries, but he does turn up. Jerry, hello. Oh, he's so annoying. He's got big hearing aids. I know. <laughs> Fantastic. You uh... like this watch? I found it in the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> I what see, and the parents are like, guys, four hundred bucks, yeah, two hundred bucks, yeah. And I like how his parent, Jerry's parents, are like, oh, I've seen that watch before. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's great. And I love how Jerry in that episode's trying to buy the watch off him. He's like, yeah, give yeah. me three hundred dollars, and then um, the and then watch. Morty actually walks in and catches them. Yeah, that's it. And um, they're sort of doing it's like it's sort of set up looks like, like a, a drug, drug deal. deal. Yeah, and yeah. then the scene just cuts. Yeah. yeah, it's great. And they both give him a shock look, like. The other family members are Auntie Carol. Yep. Um, I don't think I think she says one line. Yeah. Not even really memorable. No. Uh, is uh, the other character uh, that's his family that's identified because there are a few people there. Not yeah. all of them are sort of mentioned. Yeah. Um, is his cousin Artie Levine or, or Levine? Or Levine, as he says. As he says, yes. Yeah. I think one thing I thought about him is I think he's just a bit pretentious. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. maybe like um, 
I reckon he's uh, Max's son. Yeah. And I reckon they're both a bit self-important and deluded. I, I think for, for uh, Artie, I think he's ashamed of his Jewish background. Because okay. the way you pronounce like Levine's a Jewish name. Right. But not, like, I think the way you say it as a Jew is, is Levine, but I think he likes to call himself Levine. Oh, okay. Maybe he was a victim of anti-Semitism. Or maybe when he applies for roles, he's worried there's, like, anti-Semitism. So he probably calls himself Levine. Okay. You know, instead of, like, Levine. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking he might either be worried that he might be, you know, discriminated against. Or maybe he got bullied for being Jewish, maybe, as a child. Like, that's just something I thought of. I was like, you know, because obviously, like, if you have, like, an ethnic name, you know, you might, like, your first name might be, like, Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Maybe you call yourself on applications John. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. maybe, like, for him, he said, I'll call myself Levine. Mm-hmm. It sounds more like maybe Anglo. Yep. You know, but if I call myself Levine, people think, oh, he's Jewish. Okay. You know, that's just the to, way just I Just to minimize, to minimize potential p- discrimination. Yeah, I think, ah, yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it'd be a shame if, you know, I'm sure people do that in, in the real world. It's, mm. It'd be a shame if that was the case. It would be a shame, you know, an absolute shame. People can't be themselves. And I think these days, like, people are more accepting yeah. tolerance. So. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it would it'd be different today, but I think he it was something to do with his background. He was okay. wasn't a, didn't like mentioning he was Jewish or right. I don't know. That's just the way I saw it. Yeah, no, fair enough. Why that's he angler right. anglicized his name? Yeah, yeah, right. There you go. Yeah, he was a bit actually, dark, but yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. no. Well, we've covered some pretty dark stuff in this episode, especially the um soup Nazi being a real Nazi. Uh-huh. 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 Doing yeah. that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was played by Ron Steelman, who most notably for me, he was in Alf. I love oh, that show. Oh shit, Alf. Yeah. Ah, for real. And also awesome. Murder She Wrote, and another show called Out for Blood. I love Murder She Wrote. Murder She Wrote was good. That Angela was great. Lansbury. Oh, she's fantastic. Yeah, what she's, a great actress. Yeah. What a kick-ass detective. Oh, she's freaking wicked. So great. Yeah. And that's kind of it for all of the uh, secondary characters. Yeah. Um, this episode hasn't got as many as the episodes that we've done so far. No. But we wanted to do it not just to cover an early episode, but just to, I guess, give ourselves a bit of a challenge. Yeah, a bit of a challenge. Like, less to work with. Yeah, and plus, you know, we didn't want to focus too much because we don't do these episodes in chronological order. We didn't want to just focus on, like, obviously the golden age of Seinfeld, you know, seasons two to, like, five or six. Yeah, that's that's a gold mine, and there's a lot to talk about, but sometimes that can be kind of... It's easy to be complacent. And sometimes, like, we might... There's a few other secondary characters in season one. We maybe later on will come back to a season one episode. Yeah. Like, we like to choose different seasons, like, go from one to maybe four, and then four to, like, five, and then five. You know, we mix it up. Yeah, we just jump all over the shop. And if you have any suggestions, let us know. Like, you know, if you have an episode... Like, we're going to do an episode next week as requested by a listener who mm-hmm. emailed us in yeah. um, from Brisbane in uh, Queensland, Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're going to do that The Apartment. Yeah, great episode. Season two, episode five. That's it. So we'll go to season two next next week. Yeah. So uh, if you have any ideas, uh, not just about other episodes, but about this episode, any extra tidbits or, you know, theories or whatever about the characters, um, yeah, let us know. Get in touch. Yes, please. Uh, we're on social media. Our handle is B-I-W, sorry, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-E, Bidwabask. Yes. Uh, our email is bidwabasspodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and very soon uh, we might be having a new... Well, I think it'll be up by the time this goes. Oh, yeah, by the time released. this goes it's, to air, yeah. It's bidwabas.com. So we've got, we've got a site. So, yeah, get in touch. Yeah, bidwabas.com. Yeah, send us a message and, uh, yeah, spread the word. And uh, obviously stream us and leave a review on iTunes yes, if you'd please. be so kind. Yeah, and as many stars as you feel. One yeah. star, five. It's fine. Let us know. Yeah, so we appreciate we, it. We have a bit of listener mail before we uh, wrap it up, don't we? We do. Here it is. Yeah. 
And this one is all the way from London, England. So we've got Ooh. a few uh, UK listeners. That's great. Big ups so to the UK. Big ups to the UK in London. Yeah. and Yes, and all over England and the British. Big ups to London Massive. Yeah. <laughs> you just den- desecrated a whole country. How no, dare you? Uh, and this is Michael, his name is, okay. from London, England. Hey, Michael. Uh, hey, Michael. Thanks he, for getting in touch. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the international audience mm. we have. Um, he's enjoying the podcast series, and uh, he wants... An episode he enjoyed the Susan one mm-hmm. uh, last week, uh, or two weeks ago rather. Uh, he he wants an episode about Lloyd Braun okay. in the future. You know, every fifth episode is a what's the deal with, so yep. like a special episode for one character. Well, I tell you what, I reckon we got, we got a special one for episode ten that's already locked in. But episode fifteen we could do Lloyd Braun. Yeah, I reckon it'd be a great secondary because you know seeing him rise up to be the advisor to, advisor to the mayor to selling computers out in of, George's uh, dad's garage. garage. Oh. That's like the low <laughs> point of his life. I reckon that would be the perfect episode. Yeah. So, Michael, thank you very much. We will do that episode. Episode in the 15. So, uh, it's in a few, or well, a couple of months. But yeah, keep an ear out. We'll lock, do it. Yeah, lock it in. For sure. Lock it in. Yeah. So, thanks again for getting in touch, Michael. Yes. And uh, that's kind of it for this episode. Yeah, that's it. Find us on social media Facebook, Twitter, and Insta. Yep. At Bidwabask. Indeed. And uh, thanks again for listening. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll listen next week listen we'll listen yeah what are you trying to say we'll talk to you next week we'll talk to you next week we'll talk at you next week we will my name's Ivan I'm Stephen and uh, see you later catch ya enjoy (laughs) enjoy